I'm Jen. And I'm Yvonne. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We're just two homemakers and best friends answering the daily question, what's for dinner? Wow, what a unique question. Yes, so uncommon. Nobody asked that question. (laughs) Nobody. Join us as we talk about life and the journey to step out of the box. And enjoying it to the last bite. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Good to the Last Bite. My name is Yvonne, and cooking with me tonight is... It's Jen over here. So looking forward to cooking this tonight, that's for sure. I have been dying for this episode. (laughs) So we talked about it even... Exactly. I think think in the... What episode was that? In the hash brown casserole episode, we talked about this as well. I think so. So yeah, if you've been with us for a little while, you've probably been anxiously awaiting this episode. But (laughs) before we go any farther, Jen, what's for dinner? Well, tonight I am making my homemade lasagna. It is definitely one of my absolute favorite recipes I make for myself. Like I absolutely love it, but we we eat it it's sometimes kind of consuming, but we get so much enjoyment out of it. So I'm really happy to share this recipe with everybody today. I'm very happy you're sharing it with everybody. I know <laughs> we've actually talked about doing this episode for a long time, and she shared her secrets with me before. I have made it once. And yeah. after that, I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> this is the way. Oh, I just no. made a Star Wars joke. <laughs> for anybody Your husband would be proud. Yes. Yes, he would. All right. So what do you do? What's your secret, Jen? So this is very much more in line with the traditional like Italian style lasagna. The name, I guess, would also be considered as lasagna al forno. So it takes a meat sauce, a red tomato sauce, like I made two weeks ago, which is why we made it a few weeks ago uh, in preparation for this, but with ground beef in it as well as noodles and mozzarella cheese. But there's also a layer of what's called bechamel sauce, which is a milk-based, thick, creamy sauce. Not like Al- like not like Alfredo, but kind of just a very basic white sauce that you add as well as a layer in your lasagna. It it's makes almost, it a little bit thinner. It's almost like a thin gravy. Yeah, it's like, kind of like yeah. a thin, cheesy, it, saucy gravy. It uses the same kind of concept as a gravy or thickening agents, which you use a roux to make it thicker. And you layer those up together and then cook it in the oven. And it adds a, just a, a, like a lighter flavor to it. I know a lot of traditional North American lasagnas are really heavy on the meat, the ground meat, uh, the ragu layers, and that thick, wavy pasta noodle. Yes. But this one here, we use the thin sheet Italian style uh, noodles. And I use the pre, like the ones that you don't need to pre-cook but you can use those ones as well it's really preference i'll talk about it a little bit later and these ones are made with the wheat semolina and egg so it's that it's a different kind of noodle to the traditional one you would know in north america right yeah okay so So, what's first then so first of all what we did two weeks ago right we made our marinara so we had that as a base we're going to use that as one of the layers but what i've done with it and i already have it done is I, I cooked off some ground beef and I added, incorporated that into the marinara. It makes it into a ragu. That's basically the difference to me is the difference between the two of them. Maybe some of my Italian friends would tell you something different, but I've added ground beef. So you're looking at about like just about a pound or 500 grams of ground beef. You can add more if you prefer more, awesome. but that's what 
that's what we like here is about 500 grams or a one pound of meat. And I have that cooking and simmering. It's been all made and just waiting for us to do the layers. Then what else you're going to need is you're going to need your bechamel sauce, which is what we'll make today before we assemble the lasagna together. Then you will also need some grated mozzarella cheese. I just use the block cheese. You can also buy a bag of the already pre-shredded mozzarella cheese. Really whatever makes it easier for you or what you prefer. Right. You could also use like pizza, like a ball of pizza mozzarella that you can buy, you know, that's already, if it's in the ball shape as opposed to the Mm -hmm. block. If you'd like, that has a little bit more moisture, but that's just, again, it's your preference for it. I would say in the block of cheese that I have here, which is, I'm probably using, <laughs> going to use three quarters of it, 400 grams. So it's like, I don't know what that is in grams. cups. It, it's probably like two cups worth of cheese. But again, I, cups, I've, only, yeah. I've only shredded about, just about two thirds of it. I will, if it's not enough, I'll just grate some more later. <laughs> and then you're going to need your yeah. lasagna noodles. Like I said already, I'm using the ones that you don't need to pre-cook. I like these ones better. There's a trick to them, which we'll do what we'll talk about when we assemble that I think makes them taste better and have less of that, like not have to pre-cook taste, if you know what I mean. The first right. time we used it, kind of had that flavor. And you'll need it probably, the boxes, I think most of them come in like 500 gram or one pound. I don't know what, if that's boxes come in that or uh, size yeah, box. I, I think so. I think it it's probably says five. Yeah. I don't know if your boxes say pounds on them. <laughs> I think uh, they might say ounces. It might come in ounces, but I don't know. It's the just the normal size box, but you probably are going to need just over half of it, roughly, if you're using a 9 by 13 pan, which is a Pyrex dish, which is what I'm using, a casserole dish. That's what I'm using to put it in. And then, man, there's so many steps to this. <laughs> the last oh, thing yeah. is, the, like I said, the bechamel sauce, what you're going to need for that, which is what I'm going to be starting to make right now is you're going to need about three tablespoons of butter, about two to three tablespoons of flour, any flour will do, okay. three cups of uh, milk. I'm using 1% milk, but again, that's your own preference, salt and pepper. And that's all I put in it. Some people add other things. I know when Yvonne made it, she added some ricotta to her bechamel, which just makes it even creamier, which is totally fine. I just don't do that. I like the taste of the white sauce flavor. Because there's well, so much and I'll tell you. Here. So before we had started talking about a podcast, even I think Jenny told me about her lasagna several times, and I always thought it sounded delicious. So if for those of you who are new here, I live in Ohio. And my <laughs> uh, extended family members live in Oklahoma, so we, in general, about once a year, try to drive down and go visit when we can, and. Partway through, we stay at my aunt's house in Missouri, and she and her husband decided that one night for dinner, they would pick up a lasagna, and I was excited. Like, I like lasagna, but it actually came from an Italian man. He had, like, a restaurant in the local area, and he just did takeouts. Like, he made these lasagnas that you could take home and cook, which I thought was so exciting. So we sat down to eat it, and I bit into it, and I was like, whoa, this is completely different from the Stouffer's lasagna I'm used to, and it is fantastic. It had all these thin layers, and I loved it. It was just so much more – there was a lot more depth to it, Yeah, and 
I don't know. I just, I instantly became a fan of the thin noodles. So then when I got back, I was like, Jen, I had this amazing lasagna. Is this kind of like what you do? And she's like, that's what I do. So then I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm going to be making this kind of lasagna from now on. Yeah, I find that, so when I lived in Italy, like we talked about a few weeks ago, one of my favorite things was the the chili oil and adding that to pizza. Like I absolutely loved that. But I also think the las- having lasagna, like going to a restaurant and ordering like some lasagna or at a friend's house and when they make lasagna was one of my favorites. It just had, like you said, it's light, it feels lighter, but still, still very filling. There's less meat in it, but it has uh, such good flavors to it. Just quickly, I've gotten started on the bechamel sauce and I just, what I'm doing right now is I'm, I've melted the butter and I'm slowly incorporating the, the, the flour into the melted butter on a lower heat, but uh, just so all of the flour is dissolved into the butter. So slowly that okay. butter will start to lighten up in color, look a little bit thicker, almost turning into a ball of dough almost. That's what I like. That's the place I like. So that's yeah. why I don't know exactly how much flour it is because it really, you want it to be kind of pulling completely off, not a liquid as much as anymore, more, more doughy. And so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Right and this sauce is like one of the reasons why I love the lasagna that we had. And then Jen's lasagna, because I'm so used to the like ricotta, the really kind of thick cheese and I don't yeah. I like cheese I'm not opposed to it at all but this was game changer man I'm all for this like kind of light saucy flavor as opposed to the like massive amounts of cheese totally. you would get in a stovers it's so totally. good and like I, I know when I was younger my mom she used to make a lasagna that was made with cottage cheese as opposed to ricotta and it was also very mm. very very good but very heavy that yeah. like, there's a lot of protein in cottage cheese and in ricotta so this is like a lighter i mean it's just milk made with milk it's just like a basic like a cream sauce but with yeah <laughs> okay uh, like this it. is a little, a little time sensitive so right now i basically have almost a ball of of the butter and flour together what i'm going to do is i'm just going to take it off the heat while i pour my milk and then i'm going oh, okay. to into a measuring cup Again, it's three cups of milk. And then I'm slowly going to, I'm going to put it back on the heat and then slowly add a little bit of milk at a time. So it completely incorporates, because you don't want any chunks in this. You want it to be smooth right, and very soft. And with flour, when you add it on the heat, sometimes it can stay together and not want to dissolve into stuff. So you just have to take your time, slowly add a little by little. Um, so just uh, bear with me as I get the milk ready. Yeah, what I, I love about this is that it adds this flavor that's not common in a lot of North American like pasta right. dishes. I mean, the most similar thing. Yeah. Oh, and you know, she said she takes it off the heat. That's a very good point because if you leave it on the heat and you're not paying attention, it could very well, it's a slow process, but before you know it, it could very quickly actually start turning brown and turn more like a roux that you yeah. would probably use more like for a gumbo or maybe a stew or something. So it is very wise to, if you have to walk away, maybe just take it off the heat for a minute, yeah. let it, you know, sit there. It is a roux. It's still a roux is what you're making, right? Like butter and right. flour or butter flour incorporated with a little bit of liquid is still considered a roux. But yeah, you want it to be a light color because as you add the milk, it should be white. Like it should be, look like, 
almost like Alfredo, but again, it doesn't have any kind of, well, for right. me, it doesn't have any cheese. Well, yeah, you just don't want it to be a dark roux, I think yeah. is what I was, Yeah, that's I meant. I don't think I got it out the right way. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, it, so it is something that you have to watch and then add slowly and, <laughs> and take your time. You want to overcook it. You have to be on yes. top of it the whole time, though, too, because you want try to. Uh, I use a spatula, like a soft rubber spatula, when I'm doing this because it can squish the the roux a little bit to add, like to yeah. help dissolve that Perfect. together. But yeah, okay. And another thing that I love about this is that if you've listened a couple episodes ago, you could potentially already have the marinara sauce made. Exactly, you could have it frozen or you could make it the day before and leave it in the fridge so you don't have to go through all the steps of making this lasagna today it could be something you have done ahead of time or if you're adventurous and into that kind of thing you can your own that's what i used when i made it was i used my own canned basically pomodoro sauce for the lasagna and it was so good but you also don't have to be that adventurous and you can like exactly like you can uh, add vegetables to this. I don't like. We like it just pure. <laughs> but you could sure. add some. Okay, again, green pepper, red pepper. You could add some zucchini to it if in your ragu. It's really up to you on what you prefer. But I recommend trying it at least in the pure way. <laughs> pure way uh, and giving it, giving it that try and then seeing how it tastes. So I'm still doing this. I'm still going to be incorporating the milk. Uh, it takes quite a while at first, especially because you're adding cold milk to a pan. It's, I like to make it right. low temperature, but uh, so it takes some time and you don't want to have chunks in it. So you want to take your time with it. And then all I'm going to do is add salt and pepper to this and then it's finished. So it's about three cups, like I said, three cups of milk. So you want it to be kind of the similar consistency of your marinara sauce. That's what you want it to be. Right. You want it to be thick like mashed potato or too creamy that it's sticking together like a nice thick sauce like a gravy basically i get it although i will say that you momentarily distracted me when you mentioned mashed potato and i was imagining mashed potato and lasagna and i was like i mean that's a shepherd's pie (laughs) (laughs) but in my head i was literally thinking of mashed potatoes and a lasagna and i was like ew why would you do that (laughs) so just something to think about too just you want to salt this and you're going to add, want to add more salt than you think you should. You don't just want to season it. Right. Remember that this is just butter, flour, and milk. And those flavors are very simple, very bland at times. And so this will have yes. no flavor, nothing to enhance the flavor. Like uh, pepper yeah. can do that, but it doesn't have anything that really has any distinct flavor to it. So you want to add more salt than you normally would. It's not just a pinch, probably about try starting with a teaspoon and then take your time and let it cook in there for a little while and try it yeah, and if it's not bringing sure. out a flavor i don't mean salt but it's not bringing out some kind of flavor which is the butter really yes, you need to add yeah. more salt i like to add a lot of pepper we just prefer the pepper flavor with it kind of like you like with alfredo i add a lot of pepper too but that's again your preference if you want to have that smooth creamy flavor with no pepper you can do it as, like that as well but i do oh yeah you you need a little bit at least for sure that, that is very important so one of the things that I've been doing to recently step out of my box and try some new things. We have officially planted some seeds and they're in seed trays, getting ready for our big garden this year. So I am right at the point where I have some of my seedlings growing. And truthfully, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a little bit terrified. 
Oh, yeah? Because, Why? Okay, I know this is so silly. It's so ridiculous that this is a fear of mine. But, like, it was it was actually very easy to, you know, put the dirt in the seed trays, to yeah. put the little seeds in there. It's pretty easy to keep them watered or keep them wet. So now they've grown, and I'm so excited about it. And I have to thin them. Yeah. Because I've put a couple... Too many seeds. I mean, most people recommend that you put two or three seeds, especially if you're doing like tomatoes or peppers or something. You want you want two or three seeds to make yes. sure it all yes. goes oh, in. Yes. So a couple of mine have actually been very successful and I have two or three seeds growing. And this is the point where I now either have to like cut them <laughs> to let, let let the one strong one survive or I can very carefully pluck them out and try to save as many as possible. It's, and a hard, I think it's a hard game to play, I know. It's, I'm like terrified. As ridiculous as it is, I'm just looking at these babies and I'm like, I grew you. I'm so excited I grew you. Now I don't want to ruin you by <laughs> cutting the wrong one yeah. or transplanting the wrong one. Isn't that so silly how something as simple as that can cause fear when yeah. it's new? I mean, yeah, it's something as simple as that. Fear is something that stops us from doing stuff that we like, right? Like, or trying th new things, stepping out of the box. So, yes. Oh, man, I know when I have grown peppers in the past, I don't have a garden, large garden like Yvonne's, but when I would grow tomatoes and peppers, I would have to do that with just my like two or three little pepper plants I was growing. And that <laughs> is such a scary game because, like, you pick the wrong one and you don't have peppers for the year. So, yeah, I really understand yeah, I it. Don't but I don't even know why. It's also amazing to think about, though, that you kind of like you have to you have to do this. It's like one of those things, one of those habits you have to form and to help the uh, the plants actually grow and develop even better. Yeah. So it's fascinating. I mean, it's a necessary pruning, and yeah, even exactly. in life, nobody like nobody really enjoys being pruned. Like. Yeah things being taken out of your life and removed. And sometimes sometimes that happens forcibly. Sometimes that happens slowly and yeah. you don't even realize it. But either way, it's still often painful, even if it's just a little bit. Yep, it's a little bit painful to take these things off and remove these things that maybe are not serving you and your purpose for what you're meant for. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with these seeds. How, gotta, how great that that translates to life, eh? I just, I oh just man. said, hey, oh my goodness. I just you really showed my hey. Canadian side. Everybody on, on this podcast, I'm really, I'd like to apologize on behalf of my Canadian, my Canadian no. moment there. And no, I'm apologizing was... for it because I'm Canadian. Look at that. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that. What? What are we? Okay. By the time this episode airs, we're at like episode eight 10. or nine. Yeah, nine. yeah, even ten. And you have only just now pulled mm. out your Canadian A. I don't say it that much. That's why. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Look at that, everybody. You have a special moment that not everybody gets to see. And I know all of our American That's friends right. just make fun of me for it. So. You're welcome. You're yes, welcome. I'm just imagining. I'm I'm remembering times in when we lived in South Korea at Osan Hospitality House with the American military. They gave her so much trouble for being Canadian and saying "a" and and I didn't even say it that often. I know. <laughs> anyway, all of that to say is it's amazing how gardening and like and being someone who prunes and 
and works to help develop plants, how that reflects in our life. And uh, it's oh my like goodness. almost exactly the same. Okay. What life lessons from plants? So where are we at, Jen? How's so it going? I'm just waiting now. I think I need to add a little bit more flour to my, my uh, sauce. It looks like it's a little thin, but I'm waiting it to come to a boil to just try to see if that'll thicken it up. But basically, in a few minutes, we'll be ready to assemble all once this, once I fix my bechamel sauce. It's not, it's not broken. It tastes delicious. It has the right flavors to it. It's just I got to let it thicken up a little bit. And then we're going to start assembling. Now, assembly is really, really simple. It's a simple process and everybody okay. should know how to do it based on the simple steps. You want a layer of meat, a thin layer of meat sauce at the bottom. And that's just to help make sure that the noodles don't stick to the bottom. Uh, yeah. And, and you want to cover your pan. And I'm about to do that in just a minute. Then you're going to add your noodles. And then you're going to uh, add the ragu and bechamel cheese. Noodles, okay. ragu, bechamel cheese. I do it three times because that's what fits in my dish. But you could do it more than that based on your pan and your Noodles, pot. ragu, bechamel cheese. Yeah. Okay. You in our BC. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very top layer, you just want to make sure there's a like a nice good layer of cheese on the top so that when you cook it in the oven, it has all of that cheesy top goodness. Okay. So you had mentioned, cause these are, these are noodles that you're not cooking. Yeah. You're just putting them right in there. You said there was a trick. So what for, is your trick? So for me, I don't preheat my oven. I cook this at 350 in the oven, but what I do is I assemble it together. And then I, then if I'm going to like want to eat it basically relatively right away, I will, mm -hmm. after I've assembled the, the lasagna, all of the different layers, then I preheat my oven. So I let it sit and rest okay. together for at least 20 minutes, probably a half an hour is probably even better. If, I, if I'm if i going to give a recommendation, just let it right. sit. You can put some aluminum foil on the top of it or something to protect it so it doesn't dry out. You could even stick it in the fridge if you'd like, if it's not going to be for a few hours. And then okay. let it sit because those noodles since they're already cooked, will start to absorb the sauces. We talked about this when we were talking about the hash brown casserole. It, I like, it basically just allows them to start to soften. And then when yeah. you're heating them in the oven, then they just do the final bit of cooking or reheating. So the, right. this gives them a little bit more chance than the amount of time that you would just put them in the oven right and when can, they're still hard. You can do that because these are thinner noodles. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think you could do it with the thicker noodles? Probably. If they're ones that are like, they don't need the pre-boil or the pre-cook, then I, I don't see why not. If they're pre-cooked okay. ones, because that's what you like and you want to use those, you can go ahead and use those, but then you won't need to let it sit for a long time, I don't think. So that's my True. trick to it. So I have this all done now and I'm going to really start the assembly, but it, it goes into the oven for uh, 25 minutes at 350 and that's, that's it just 25 minutes yeah and you do want to let it sit afterward for me like you take out a beautiful lasagna from the oven and it's delicious smelling and oh so great and you want to jump into it right away but you want to let it kind of sit so it kind of starts to stick together a little bit just a little bit yeah just let it settle 10, 15 minutes. Really, it's about making everything bubble in the oven and then letting everything not bubble. <laughs> that's pretty oh. much. It's pretty that's much. It's so hard to wait yeah. when it smells so good. And yeah. Mm. 
And then what I do, like I talked about last episode, is my husband and I really like adding garlic chili oil to it. So I will make that and we'll have that. We'll cut it up into di- and serve it by itself. And then we'll add the chili oil on top as we each see fit. It's so very cool. So good. You're going to hear some snapping. And that's me just cutting up the little pieces of the lasagna. She's, to she's got the noodles out. Yeah. And that's, oh, I'm excited. So I'm just, I'm just in the middle of assembling it and it's all going to come together and it already it just smells so good. Okay. So when we're serving this, we need some, I mean, it would be ideal balance, right? To have uh, some side dishes. Yes. Yeah. This is a very like neat carb heavy dish. So <laughs> what are some uh, vegetable sides that you might add to this to just mm. make it a more fuller dish? I. To be honest, like a well-balanced dish, that's a good question. I don't normally add anything with it. I just eat it by itself. I like. Well, I mean, but, yeah, if you were you know, here for the chicken and dumpling recipe, that's what I said too. I was like, we don't add, like, what? We don't add anything. We just we literally eat this. So, but some if people, we were being healthy. Yeah, some people add, like I said, you could add vegetables to the lasagna. That would also help balance it out, adding some zucchini i like zucchini with the tomato sauce like the flavors together yeah. is an excellent They're very mild so i would almost i would recommend even at like adding like you could do some roasted zucchini, roasted eggplant on the side if you wanted those would both be so okay. delicious you could actually even if you wanted to be like keto and no carbs you probably could replace the lasagna noodles with eggplant thin slices of eggplant if you yeah. wanted even even of a zucchini, like if you yeah, used a both thin zucchini, yeah. you could do that. Look there, we just we just made it uh, carb free. Carb free. How fun is that? <laughs> yeah, and I don't. You could always have a salad, Caesar salad. Everybody loves that in North, oh yeah, America classic with uh, Italian food. But even just like a mm-hmm. simple lettuce, you know, in Italy, actually, it's very common to have salad as like a mid between courses kind of thing and it's really just lettuce like a mixed lettuce bag of of greens with Mm -hmm. salt and pepper and olive oil on it and that's it that's it yeah and they might not chop up any other vegetables they just have this nice fresh crisp green that goes alongside with it and no like vinegars or anything sometimes balsamic vinegar but very rarely did i like have it on the side and some people would add it to their own but they would have it as like they were just olive oil, salt and pepper. And I got to tell you, there was a friend of ours when we were in Korea, he would eat salad, put salt on it. And I thought it was so ridiculous. And then I moved to Italy and then I realized I, he was right. So anyway, that's that. Yeah. So that's kind of what they do. So I, that's what I maybe would recommend. Maybe have a little salad to start and then have the lasagna as the big main event because it's so delicious. Oh, yeah. For sure. And that's about it. Sure. So I'm going to let this sit now for a half an hour or so and then put it in the oven for, like I said, 20, 25 minutes and then serve it up for dinner. Very cool. And just everybody remember, noodles, ragu, bechamel, cheese. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. That's all you need to remember. And always remember that little trick of a little bit of sauce at the bottom so it doesn't stick to your pan. Oh, yep. A little bit of sauce at the bottom. Well, thank you so much for delving into the world of lasagna. Oh, and it's so, smells so good over here, guys. I'm sorry. Enlightening my my mind with salad and olive oil and salt. <laughs> That's just, I love it. This is so great. Right. So that will be stepping out of my box the next time, trying that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try that. <laughs> awesome. But 
Uh, we're so glad you guys were here. Please don't forget that you can find us at Good Last Bite on Instagram. Also, if you have any questions or comments or pictures of food that you have made following us or a recipe you want us to try and give a shout out to, you can also email us at goodlastbite at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And thank you all so much for being here. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Hope you have a great week. I can't wait to see what we cook next week. Woohoo! It'll be fun. Yes. Bye! Bye!